The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal Kaiju and Tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. What's up, everyone? It is JDF the Green Ranger, and you are listening to The Power Trip. It's morphin' time. Lisa! Listeners with Attitude, I am your host, Michael, and with me, as always, along this journey, Mr. Nate Marchand. A.K.A. the Kruger Stan. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> Kruger Stan. Okay, so, 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 Nathan, we have finally made it to the ranking episode of yep. the Disney era. I did not think we would get here. Uh, really? <laughs> I did not. You thought Operation Overdrive would kill you? Uh, I, mean, I understand if you if that's the case. I don't know if I don't know if Operation Overdrive would kill me, but I was when we when we did the ranking episode for the Saban era, I I, I thought to myself, you know, I don't know. Given the fact that a, there's a lot of hits and misses with the Disney era, is it really worth it to continue this show? <laughs> Uh, you know that's a lie. You were gonna finish it. It is. It is a lie. That is. That yeah, is you. Uh, you were totally lying. Although I will say this before we get too far into it, the Disney era is markedly different in a lot of ways from the Saban era. Okay. Okay. But okay. the the biggest thing for me is the. I, I not. I don't know if progression is the right word, but I feel like with. You know, with those first four seasons of Power Rangers, there was a general, you know, upward trend, maybe a little slow, some walls here and there because censorship kicked them in the butt. And then there was yeah. behind the scenes drama that mucked some things up. Right, right, right. But in general, an upward trajectory, you hit turbo, it just like crashes through the uh, through the floor. Then it starts digging its way out. And then it gets to in space and it's this ape and it's this you know, this epoch. Then it continue it it comes down a bit for Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed Rescue, shoots back up for Time Force, mm-hmm. and then it gets sold to Disney, and then Disney is nothing but peaks and valleys yeah. the whole time. So so before we I, actually, I think that is exactly where I want to start. I want to give our uh, initial thoughts, like what maybe try to recap our thoughts before entering the Disney era. And then after we've completely finished the Disney era, but before we do that, I do want to do one little housekeeping item and read an iTunes review that we just got the other day. Mm-hmm. We have, um, we're having a hard time keeping up with all of them. We, we are, we're getting feedback from our Power Rangers legacy Facebook group. So if you're not a part of Power Rangers legacy, uh, there's, it's a fantastic group of fans. We're just in there interacting with each other. We do post episodes and it is kind of, it is a place where we can interact with listeners of the show, but there's actually like good discussions happening right. uh, surrounding some of these characters. But 
We are inspiring memes. We are inspiring inside memes, jokes. Inside <laughs> jokes, yes, quite. Um, <laughs> we just finished RPM and we need a cigarette. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, okay, before we get started, I like I said, I do have a, a quick iTunes review and it is actually, it is short, so this won't take long at all. This actually came in from listener uh, Dame6. I, I think it's how you say it, Dame, D-A-M-E. The number six, uh, the title of the review is just awesome show exclamation point five stars. And it simply says, I stumbled on this podcast while working out the other day and I have been locked in ever since great content and so much fun. Y'all are awesome. Keep it up. Double strong arm emojis. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you listen to us while you is pumping iron. This is the point. Do we actually, do we get you pumped up? Uh, we we get awful. you all pumped up to, you know, to pump the iron. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. All right. That yeah, was, who was the, who was the monster of the week back in the Saban era? It sounded like, Sir, that was the Lizinator. The Lizinator. The Lizinator. The yeah. Lizinator. I, I, you will smell the smell of defeat. <laughs> yeah. anyway. I can't. Anyway. Yeah, this is already off the rails. I'm so sorry. Anyway. um, The people come for the Schwarzenegger. This is true. They, they come for the shenanigans. They <laughs> they came for the Rangers. They stay for the shenanigans. Yeah. Um, This is why they love us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's still out. That's that's still that's still to be determined. Um, anyway, I want us to start this conversation by kind of giving what we thought we were going to experience with the Disney era and then maybe follow that up with what we actually experienced with the Disney era. So um, right. I, I'll let you go ahead and start right now. I went into this with the impression that this particular era of Rangers was going to have a lot of peaks and valleys. And that it wasn't quite as good overall as the original Saban era. And I, I, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of nostalgia on my part or whatever. But I, with the obvious you know, black mark of turbo in the, neo, in the Saban era, the trajectory of the Saban era was generally up. It crashes with turbo, digs itself out slowly, has an epoch within space. And then it comes down a bit for Lost Galaxy and Lightspeed Rescue shoots back up for Time Force. You know, it, so it was certainly steadier. Mm -hmm. But Disney, I, the impression I got was that it wasn't quite as good overall and that, you know, like I said, peaks and valleys. But I was expecting the valleys to be more frequent and longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... <sighs> That's a, that's about what I think I've experienced too. Like going into it, this was very much uncharted territory. For right. Cause this is, we're in completely non-nostalgic territory for both of us now. Right. Like my nostalgia, technically, if you're and I, technically my nostalgia for power Rangers ends with lost galaxy, right. but the Saban era was so, so power rangery. I, I don't know how else to say it, but like, I love the Saban era. I really sincerely, and this is, and this, I'm not trying to be like super gatekeepery when I say this, but I really sincerely believe that the original Saban era, that first nine seasons is consistently the best era of power right. Rangers because those, because those seasons were consistently good with the exception right. of course, turbo, but I love turbo. You don't. Um, 
throughout the, the throughout it. And one thing that we talked about in our ranking episode when we talked about that first Sabat era was how, how how that era of seasons kind of grew up with its audience. Now you compare that to what Disney had done and it feels like a little bit of a mixed bag. Like with like you said, it was it was a lot of peaks and valleys like you I thought that the valleys would be wider honestly going into it and I think to to really for me to sum up the Disney era is just simply I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw. Right. I do think that the Disney era was more surprising overall mm-hmm. than the original Saban era. Now you have, cause you, you have some nostalgia for just the shows in general. I will confess watching it. I think I'm a little bit more nostalgic, not so much for the shows itself. Cause I didn't watch them as much as you did growing up, but I'm very nostalgic for that era of, you know, programming. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Era of Toka. I found that I'm I'm a little more partial to that particular era of Tokusatsu and things like that. So you know that's where mine is coming from. But yeah, the Disney era did surprise us more consistently. Mm -hmm. Both good and bad, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there were um, there were seasons going in. There were seasons going into into uh the disney era that i expected to like that i just didn't and then there were seasons that i expected to really hate that you know what all things considered they were pretty solid and they surprised me a lot yeah um so uh without kind of giving away too much because we we do have to rank these um you want to get into it but before i, I just no. remember we got to take care of something because oh. there's that pesky season 18. Oh yeah. Yeah. The re-version. it's technically season 18. Yeah. I don't know if it's Disney or Neo Saban, ah. but it's a thing that exists. It's a, it was, it was. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, listener with attitude, we're talking about mighty Morphin power Rangers reversioned which was basically a repackaging of the original season of Mighty Morphin Power. Not even all of it. No, up not even up to they don't even have Doomsday. Which yeah. Is, they don't have Doomsday. It's just it's 32 of the 60 episodes. Right. So, and this was just simply as a transitionary period between Disney owning the franchise and then handing it back over to Saban and Vi and and uh, um, uh, Viacom that would eventually take over the series. Right. So it's it is the textbook definition of filler. It's just there to maintain brand awareness. Exactly. And it, and it leans in that part leans into nostalgia. Now, what makes the reversioned a little bit more unique and, and, and by reversion, they mean basically it's the same episodes, but with like the it, comic book, Batman, 1966 yeah, it, style. Yeah. Shit. So if you ever wanted your power Rangers with some Batman 66 flair, well, this is for you. It's basically in the long run. It's that, but I would all honestly compare it more to say star Wars, the special editions. Mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of finagling done with it mm-hmm. and a lot of i'm gonna be honest with you i watched 10 maybe 11 episodes of the 32 yeah i had i, w- I quickly lost interest in watching the whole thing plus time 
We've got other things to do. Well, it's, yeah. I didn't even go that far. I watched six episodes. Yeah. I, watched, I watched six episodes and they were honestly, I, I think that it's honestly a wasted time to even watch yeah. this. If you're going to yeah. do this, go watch the original show because right. they don't even lean into the gimmick all that much. Yeah. See, no. Okay. See, I watched more, a few more episodes than you. And here's the thing. And I'm going to say this. My point being is that this feels incredibly unnecessary, just like a lot of people feel about the special editions. Like, why did you mess with it? Mm -hmm. Here's the problem that this has. So it has this gimmick. It could be an interesting gimmick. All mm -hmm. right. So sure, there's all sure. these comic book flourishes right. on it. First off, we saw this in SPD and they actually used it kind of effectively, but they only really did it for like transitions and things like that. It was not the entire show. But this one, it's it either leans way too much into it or it doesn't lean into it nearly enough mm -hmm. to make it worthwhile. And then the, the problem that you ran in uh, that I noticed is that there would be times it would lean into the gimmick really hard and it would undermine everything that's going on. Yeah, I noticed this particularly watching Green with Evil mm -hmm. and there were points where it was leaning into this gimmick so much that I'm like, okay, you're kind of wrecking the mood that this is trying to create. Okay. It, it's you're messing with it way too much. And then some of it, it like, you know, these comic book onomatopoeias that would pop up. Some of it was, you know, like Batman 66, bam, whiff, pow, you know, things like that. But then it would also try to do what I've seen in some mangas where the onomatopoeia is not for a sound, it's for an action that's actually being done, mm -hmm. which just felt weird. Yeah. So it would be like, you know, like the Megazord, like grab somebody and it would say like, you know, snatched. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, or uh, like a, a comedy bit with Bulk and Skull and, his, and Bulk splits his pants and it would say like split or something yeah. like that. I'm like, Huh? Why? This is like pick a pick a comic book. Do you want manga? Or do you want American comic books? Pick something. Yeah. You know, and then they would also do some other weird little edits like the commercial break transitions would be dance offs where they would just show stock footage from the show of the characters dancing. And it was always Zach wins because Zach wins. Right. So, so, so I have to, I have to be, I have to ask because you and I really didn't talk a whole lot about our experience with this. It's just something that exists and it's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's literally, yeah. like you said, it's literally the definition of filler. So I'm yeah. well, curious. I, I will say there's some other things. They also put in some more special effects flourishes. I also think they polished up some of the special effects. Mm -hmm. So like, like the, the optical effects for, I noticed this when I was watching Green with Evil. The optical effects for when Tommy would teleport, particularly when Rita was making him teleport, they actually they actually made it look a little bit nicer. Yeah. So instead of it just being a green energy blob, they would put lightning in it. Mm -hmm. Make it look make it look a little bit more interesting. They also would do things like I noticed this particularly with Tommy during Green with Evil whenever he would do like moves or something, whether he was in the suit or not, which is the other problem. They seemed like they did more of these comic book flourishes in the civilian scenes than they did in the Ranger scenes. I'm like, come on guys. But 
They so like if he like the scene where he's fighting the putties to get the sword of darkness and he's knocking them all over and like he would do like a you know a finishing punch into the chest. They would actually put green optical effects on him like he was channeling energy or something like that. And it was it was weird. But then I noticed that they would cut some things out. Like, you know the scene in Green with Evil when he gets onto the Megazord and he yes. kicks all the Rangers out? Yes. I, I know, because you and I talked about this on the Monster Island phone vault just a few months ago, so it's really fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. When he kicks them out, when he comes in, he, like, holds up a, a clenched fist and he says something like, you know, like, for Empress Rita or something like that, and he kicks them all out of the Zord. They cut that line out. And I don't know why. Interesting. Okay. I don't know why. And now they put a, a like a, there's a, there's a comic book flourish there, but like, but why'd you have to cut the dialogue? I don't understand. So it's just, it was all, it was weird stuff like that. And so, so like I said, it was either leaning in too much, leaning in too little. It couldn't find an equilibrium. It's just, it's a completely unnecessary gimmick. You might as well just watch the original show. Right. So, okay. I have Especially to- since it, it's able to stay tonally consistent because there were times. Now, I will admit there were some times where the onomatopoeia would come up as Japanese kanji and then mm-hmm. switch to English. I'm like, okay, that's kind of clever. But like I said, there were points where it undermines the intent of the scene. I almost took a screenshot of... That's that shot from uh, when uh, Jason is fighting Goldar that we love so much. <laughs> I was going to call it. Uh, I was going to screenshot and say it's damn it. Nathan reversioned because <laughs> there was a little bit of flourish there. Um. So I have two questions. One, do you do you want to list out the episodes you watched? Because, again, I didn't even watch. I watched six. I didn't even make it all the way to green with evil because, and this is going to sound really, this is going to sound really pretentious. I understand that, but I didn't want green with evil ruined for me by this. Right. Um, right. I watched day of the dumpster, which I watched a few months ago, so I didn't rewatch it and I didn't care much. I, I within one episode, I'm like left to my own devices. I wouldn't care. Yeah. Uh, I watched pressing engage much as King Sphinx. I watched, I, I guy with I guy. I watched, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the episode with pudgy pig food, food fight, food fight. Yeah. I watched that one. I watched green with evil. I watched power ranger punks, which is terror toe because that's the first episode I can remember watching as a kid. Mm. And I watched gung ho. And then I was yeah. I'm like, I'm done. I think I watched all of, I watched all of those with, uh, but I but I also watched Happy Birthday Zach mm-hmm. with uh, Nasty Night is what is another one right. is one that I watched. Now here's my second question: Who is this even for? Like who would like? I don't uh, know. Like I really don't know. I know. I, I think I think old fans would look at this and like, why did you mess with it? And then new fans would be like, what the frick is this? <laughs> Right. So I know it was only there for brand to keep brand awareness going in the transitionary period from I mean, and, that sh- and it should tell you something because it's not like you have an option to watch the reversion edition on say your mighty Morphin DVD right. set from right. Chow factory. There's, there's no physical release of this. It exists only as a, only on Netflix. Right. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't know if you can stream it anywhere else, but it exists only on Netflix. I think it was a Netflix thing. I think it no, was just it was, it aired on TV. Oh, did it? Okay. It I did air know. on TV. I have vague recollections of it airing on TV. Okay. 
Well, I don't know if this is for anybody at all outside of just someone who wants a different way to watch season one, but it, but it's, but the, but the flourishes are so unnecessary that I'm just going to tell you to, if you want, if you have the itch to watch season one, just go watch season one. It's right. really, it's really, it's really that it's really not even. Yeah. Um, now here's a question for you. Cause you and I talked about this a little bit. Do you think if they actually did this or something like this mm -hmm. back in the day, you know, mm -hmm. so this, maybe they decided let's be Batman 66 with this. Do you think that would have helped or hindered the show in 1993? Well, they kind of did something like this with big, bad Beetleborgs. Right. But that so, was a couple years later. Right. But with a completely he, different show. True. I and Beetleborgs was writing the coattails of Power Rangers. It's that is true. I, I agree. But I don't know if I, I personally don't think that if they would have done this, the show would not. I don't think the show would have aged as well. It's still not aged. It's still not aged as much as i would would have hoped it had aged i guess when we first started this journey it's not aged as well you it's mean. not as aged as well as my nostalgia uh would indicate but i still don't think if they would have done this in, to begin with i think this would become more of a relic than it actually is right it, it probably it might you thinking it might have been a little too much it's like okay that worked yeah. for batman 66 guys but i think yeah i i but that was 1966 and it was freaking batman yeah i i think i don't think it would have i don't think it would have gone over as well yeah well i think what also helps it i know this is going to sound weird but yeah batman 66 is incredibly campy but it's even i would argue it's even campier than power rangers because it's basically meant batman 66 is basically meant to be a comedy yeah Power Rangers is not necessarily a comedy. MMPR, I mean. There are comedic elements to it. There's a lot of comedic elements, but it's not a straight-up comedy. Right. There's actual stakes and mm -hmm. things in MMPR. Batman 66, it's meant more to be funny. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched Batman 66. I could be wrong. Yeah. Now, we've spent way more time on this than I expected us to, but it is technically part of part of the Disney era. At least I think it's I part of the know. Disney era. I really don't know. I really don't know either. I don't know either, but we needed to talk about it just to get it out of the way, basically. Yeah. So there you now, go. We have acknowledged its existence. Moving on. Right. So, so now we actually have to get into our actual ranking of these eight seasons within the Disney era with an asterisk beside one. I will. I want to acknowledge the fact that a lot of people, and I think it's even including, um, I think even uh, official Ranger, like the official Ranger website acknowledges yeah. that Wild Force is technically a part of the sub, the original Saban era because it started with Saban. Here's why Wild Force will be on this list because it feels closer to a Disney season in its sensibilities and its aesthetic than necessarily Saban. And um, it ended with Disney. It started with Saban, but it actually, but it ended with Disney. The finale ended with Disney. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of that messy middle type season. So I just wanted to, uh, we are going to include wild force on this list. I know a lot of people will disagree with us for doing that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, but it's going to be true for any of these transitional seasons. 
Yeah. Where do you put it? You know, yeah. at so, least reversion is just so weird and immaterial. Now right. I have an interest. I have an interesting question. Um, after we get through our ranking about reversion, but I will save that to the end. Um, so Nathan, we had to start with number eight and the bottom of the list. And I think we're going to be, have the same yeah. thing. So, Say it with me now, Michael. Right. One, two, three. Operation, Operation Overdrive. Overdrive. <laughs> what else could it be? <laughs> This is the season that officially brought. No, it wasn't. I take it back. It was not the first time Rant Master got used. I wanted not the first time the Rant Master soundbite got used. No, but, but it was the one that we got used the most liberally. Yeah, where it's gotten used the most so far. Right. It was the season that broke you. It's probably that when we said there were negative surprises, I think. For you, this was a negative surprise because you're like, yeah. I wouldn't be nice to it because I'm one of the weirdos who likes Turbo. And then Operation Overdrive is like, oh, really? You like Turbo? Watch me be worse. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so yes, I like if you like I said in the Operation Overdrive episode, I really wanted to be nice to this. I really did. I went into it with an open mind. I went into it just. Just I knew a lot of fans did not like it, but I was thinking to myself, you know what? It can't be that bad. I'm going to go in with fresh eyes. I've never seen Operation Overdrive. This is me, brand new to it, never seen it, and it was complete and utter <laughs> Dragon Dagger. <laughs> it was complete and utter <laughs> Dragon Dagger. <laughs> I was just... I gave up on it a lot sooner than you did. You did. You gave up on it a lot, a lot sooner. And I think, yeah. I think if you go back and listen to that episode, I said I gave up on it after Once a Ranger. Once a Ranger, yeah, that wrecked you. That yeah. wrecked you so much. But I mean, but were there were things that we agreed on from the start about Operation Overdrive? We're like the theme song sucks, and you know we kind of, we're like, well, the premiere's not so bad. And right? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, eh, eh, oh, Tyson episode's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> well, I think the Operation Overdrive was the biggest disappointment of this entire era because one, I wanted to go into it thinking, okay, it's not going to be that bad. I really wanted to like a lot of things about it. And two, not even Norg could save it for not you. Not even Norg could save it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just really, I wanted to like it so much. I really did. I, 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 this, I know I said this about Turbo, but I I will admit I've retracted a little bit of my criticism of Turbo. But this, what I said about the Turbo movie, mm -hmm. I think definitely applies here. This thing fails at everything. <laughs> it just fails so hard. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's... Even the Japanese bits. It fails at the Japanese bits. Yeah. Because Bo Kendrick was a freaking widescreen and you can see how badly they cropped it. So even the cool Japanese bits are screwed up. Yeah. Everything feels squished. Everything <sighs> feels really squished at the, the Japanese bits. And like oh. we, and like we said in that episode and, and we've, and we've talked about after that episode, like operation overdrive starts with a really interesting premise. It does that first, that first, that pilot episode, we thought to ourselves, you know, this might not be that bad. And then it quickly let us down. 
Yeah. It lets you down a lot quicker than it let me down. Yeah, it, and I think, honestly, that is something that I have to hold against it more than Turbo. At yeah. least Turbo started bad and then tried to get better. Right, yeah. This Turbo started with promise and then said, oh, look at that promise. Out the window. Yeah. Demonstrated right there. After after the power transfer in Turbo, it got it got better. It started, It's it's like they tried to make it a better show. But Operation Overdrive was just consistently bad. Just the characters, the characters were, the characters were terrible. He's they a were, real boy now. They were undeserved to be, to be, have the title of Ranger. Um, their show hates them. Their show, their own show hates them. Jackie Marchan said they all look like ass. Yeah, um, dragon flute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And one of them has the most punchable smirk ever. Oh, uh, God. You know, it's, it is, you know, the what? villains are annoying. You know what? Operation Overdrive hurt me and it hurt and it hurt this fandom and I hate it. So and let's it hurt move. this franchise. It hurt this franchise. So let's, I don't know if it came as close to killing the franchise as much as Turbo did, uh, but it hurt the franchise. Well, I think considering that, I think considering Jungle Fury, the one that would come after it, was intended to be the final season out if it wasn't for contractual obligations. Contractual um, obli- Thank you, Bandai, for saving everything. Right. Bandai <laughs> mandates. Um, so if it wasn't a great for, band, by the way, I'm just <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I pr- I would I would place the blame on Operation Overdrive for killing the franchise. But thankfully, it didn't. So we have lots more material to talk about. Anyway, yeah, yes, we do. So do we want to move on to number seven? Let's move on to number All seven. Right, what is your number seven? Which I want to preface this by saying Operation Overdrive is so bad, even though we have criticisms for what's about to come after it until we get to probably the top three or four. It the, the, Number seven on our list is still way ahead of Operation Overdrive. Right. It's And number seven, I think we're, we might share the same one. I... My number seven is Wild Force. Same with me. Wild Force. And the reason why num- and the reason why Wild Force is number seven is because I feel like Opera not Operation Overdrive. I feel like Wild Force was a lot well, Operation Overdrive too, but Wild Force also had a lot of potential that it missed. Right. And and uh, and Wild Force gets knocked down the list for me because it's just tonally inconsistent. Like it's, I, th- it's, I feel like it's it's thematically inconsistent. It's tonally inconsistent. Not as much as Turbo was, because I think I think in Wild Force's Heart of Hearts, it wanted to be a more serious show. It did, and yeah. when it strives to be that, there are points in Wild Force where it is genuinely effective. Mm-hmm. And I think we said this in the episode, the characters are pretty solid. I know there are people who kind of swear by it a little bit, particularly it's finale and some of the characters in it. I understand that. And I'm not saying right. that they're terrible, but it doesn't. I mean, and I, I ended up, believe it or not, liking Toxica and Jindrax. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. And the show does get surprisingly dark at points, but I feel like the inconsistency yeah. Throughout the whole thing is because it was that transitional season where you had two competing sets of sensibilities where you had the 
you know, the Time Force Saban guys who are like, okay, yeah, we don't want to go as dark as Time Force, but, you know, we want to keep what we, you know, at least some of what we did with Time Force. Mm -hmm. But then Disney's like, we're Disney and we're Disney Channel and we almost don't care about this, but we want to have more Disney Channel sensibilities. Yeah, the thematic, the the theme, some of the thematic, some of the, um, more mature thematic elements were very reminiscent of Saban. I see the Saban influence there, but I feel like the longer the season went on, the more those thematic elements got undermined by the fact that, Oh, we got to keep this a kid's show. Um, I and think don't get me started with kite and animus. Good Lord. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't like kite and animus at all. That's why I'm not going to talk about them very much. It's just part of a, it's just part of the basket of, of things that I don't like about wild force. I think that I have to, I have to wonder to myself if wild force stayed under Saban and the fur and the, and the, and then transitioned to Disney with Ninja storm. I'm wondering if it would have been more tonally consistent or if wild forest was just kind of doomed to be a, a mediocre season from the start. I don't know. I do want to think it would have been at least more consistent. Mm-hmm. I think if it had been more consistent thematically, it would have really helped it. Yeah. I don't think it would have been able to rise to, you know, you know like top tier Rangers, but I think it at least would have been, better than it was because Mm -hmm. when when it strove for what it wanted to be i feel like it was effective but then it got bogged down by probably a lot you know inconsistent sensibilities a ridiculously high number of zords that were just just screamed by all over places and toys it's it's hard look it's hard for me to it's hard for me to hold that against it though because we've seen even in the Saban era, we've seen seasons with a lot of different Zords. Like even I think um, Lightspeed Rescue didn't have as many, but it had it was it had a lot of Zords too. And Lightspeed Rescue, we really enjoyed Lightspeed Rescue. Right. Um, yeah. I so understand I'm not, that. I'm it not just... gonna I'm not gonna knock Wild Force for doing that. I'm just my biggest gripes because let me just say this: I do think I do. I do think that the care, I do think that I do think that wild force had a lot of potential and there are a lot of things that I do like about its characters. I just, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't necessarily know if it knows if, if wild force knew exactly what it wanted to be, if it wanted to be this really super deep, heavy handed environmentalist message, or if it just wanted to be captain planet and the power Rangers. Right. Or if, or if it just wanted to, if it just wanted to be more lighthearted, I don't know. And we will net, we'll probably never know. And, and and you couple that with kind of the, 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 the slightly dark crowd, the slightly dark cloud that hovers over wild force with our red Ranger. I mean, Forever Red was Forever Red was yeah, a Forever pretty good Red was kind of fun but yeah. when you find out what it could have been it brings it down It does it, it got rushed it, you, you, Forever Red could have been so much better than it was um I'm I think Forever Red was indeed a standout episode for Wild Force I I I did enjoy Forever Red it was nice seeing some past Rangers TJ uh, uh, Andros, uh, Andros, Jason, Tommy, Tommy, Jason. Yeah. It was nice seeing those guys again, but ha, you know, there's just a lot of my, there's a lot of like fanboy nitpicks I had with, with forever red that 
held it back for me just a little bit, but it was indeed a fun episode. And like the whole concept of the orcs uh, or orgs, the orcs. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not talking about Lord of the Rings. Right. The, the concept of the orgs was at least interesting. And Master Org was incredibly creepy. And Toxica and Jindrax, they were endearing. Like they were, there was a lot of good characters in Wild Force. It just felt tonally inconsistent. Right, right. Anyway, that's enough about Wild Force. Let's move on to our number six. What do you got? Okay, for my number six, I have Power Rangers Mystic Force. Oh, we have some disagreement here. I have Power Rangers Mystic Force. Um, I think I told you, like, I think I told you this is kind of where it gets a little bit of the messy middle for me. Yeah. Um, so the reason why the reason why Mystic Force is a little bit down the list is because we have it's a one, it's a really let me just start with the positives. It's a really interesting premise. It has uh, incredible Power Rangers Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers Hogwarts. It, it follows. It's following the trend at the time. It, the popularity of Harry Potter. Uh, it had inc- and like I said in the other in that episode, it had some of the most unique and interesting visuals of a Power Rangers franchise. It and is Super Sentai and Super Sentai. It is. It is. I would say hands down one of the most unique seasons in both franchises. Period. The only the thing that holds back Mystic Force for me is Nick. I, Nick, <laughs> it's all about uh, Nick because <laughs> I, I don't think I and not that Nick was a bad character. It's just that I don't think the show gave enough time to our other Rangers because there were other characters that I liked a lot, too. And I just I just don't I just really kind of have to I, I really kind of knock that season for not letting some of the other characters shine a little bit more. Right. Yeah. It became way too focused on Nick, who was not the most likable character to start with. And it's, we're not saying that you have to make your characters likable from the start because we're going to, you don't want no. a high caliber season where they did that, but they did it right. So that's not the issue here. It's just that he sucked the air out of the room. And it did. The other characters should have gotten more time. They really should have gotten more time so that they could have actually been elevated more because I feel like later seasons past mystic force did. It did what they wanted to do with, with these characters did it better. Okay. So for me personally, for me personally, I think mystic force was the biggest surprise for me. Really? Uh, it was, I, I think for me personally, mystic force was the biggest surprise. It's not positive the, or negative positive. It's, it wasn't, it, it it was not the best season in this, in this lineup. No, I don't think it is the best season. In this line, it's not even, it's really not even as we've, as we've seen, it's not even top five for me personally, but it was the biggest surprise because I went into that season expecting to despise it. Because I don't necessarily, I didn't like the, I don't like Harry, I don't listen or read, I don't watch or re- read Harry Potter. I, it's just not something I'm interested in. You're not in. into high fantasy? I mean, I like fantasy, but not, and I like sword and sandal, but I don't, I just did not expect to like it. I just, I just, I just thought maybe the, the, the whole thing would just be a turnoff, like the, the aesthetic, all of it, like the premise of it, you know, right. Power Rangers, Hogwarts, Power Ranger wizards, whatever. But I was pleasantly surprised by how much I was able to get into it by yeah. the time it was over. 
Yeah. And I will say, I think our episode on it had one of my favorite thematic discussions. I want to say that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy that. And it surprised me a little bit. It wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be great. I wasn't ex expecting it to be as awful and I, to be awful. I don't think it's as bad as some people want to say it is. It's not, no. I don't think, I, I really don't think it's as bad as pe some people want to say it is, but it's got a lot of hangups that really do hold it back. It does. I yeah. will say that, which is kind of funny because that is not my number six. All right. Well, uh, so, uh, spoiler warning, <laughs> Mystic Force is my number five. Okay. So, so what is, you know, so what is your number six? My number six is Ninja Storm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, my number six is Ninja Storm. Not because I think there are people who swear by Ninja Storm. And I understand that. My problem is not with Ninja Storm is not necessarily that it's, you know, like objectively terrible. It's just mm -hmm. not for me. Well, the thing with the thing with the thing with Ninja Storm is and spoiler Ninja Storm is my number five. Um, the thing with Ninja Storm that I can actually appreciate the more I thought about it is it knew exactly what it wanted to be. Right. It And it did a lot of experimental things. It did a lot of things first, but the problem that you run into is that if you, not every experiment's going to be a success. <laughs> you might be the experiment where people are like, well, we tried that. Let's see if we can do it better later. Mm -hmm. Spoiler warning. A lot of what Ninja Storm does later seasons do better. They do. I agree. So, I, I mean, it's not to say that the character, the characters are fine. We both here love cam. Cam was yeah, a big surprise. Oh, we really yeah, liked think, cam. I think cam really, in all honesty, cam is the, one of the, one of the main reasons why I, I'm, I want to put, uh, Ninja Storm at number five because I really enjoyed Cam. Right, and honestly, the more I thought about it, having a guinea pig as a mentor, as a as a sensei, you know what? It's not the most absurd thing we'll ever see in this franchise. So I was willing to go with it. Yeah, yeah, and I, the meta humor actually Lothor, really, it okay. did land it uh, better than I thought it would. Lothor, I wasn't sure about Lothor at first, or anybody in his menagerie of you know villains mm -hmm. like his nieces and all of that but i learned to appreciate them for what they were mm -hmm. it's a it's a bit of a sleeper season it's a it's a much lighter season which coming off of the often dark wild force might have been by design mm -hmm. i'm not sure you know but like i said it's not that it's terrible. It's just not for me. It didn't appeal to me as much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not for me either because I, um, I don't nest. I didn't really care. I wasn't a, I wasn't a, a, an extreme sports head. I wasn't extreme sports nut growing up. I don't read, I don't ride a dirt bike. I don't skateboard. I don't rollerblade or anything like I don't surf or anything like that. So it just, it, that, that, that part of it really didn't appeal to me. Yeah, the so, you know, Power, Power Rangers Naruto. That's but I, I really, but I really cannot. I really just can't. The more I thought about it, the more I just can't. I just can't knock Ninja Storm for just knowing what it wanted to be and then doing right. it. Right, right. Even if not everything it tried to do necessarily worked. Yeah, not that or appealed to me at all. Like, because right. there were actually good characters. I, I think our Rangers were really good. I mean, Shane, for instance. Like 
I would say Shane is probably one like a, one of the top tier Red Rangers in in Ranger history. Like he definitely I, had the best Battleizer episode. Yes, I, will say I, I do. I, I think I or think one Shane, of the best ones. Like Shane is great. I really do, and I love the Thunder Rangers. I love the motif. I, I really do like the motif with the Zords and and that whole thing. It's very. It, it almost reminds me a little bit of Zeo, like that whole aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um. I do like it. There is a lot of stuff to like about Ninja Storm. Mm -hmm. It was just a little bit, it embraced the Disney sensibilities because Mm -hmm. it was the official, it was the first official uh, Mm -hmm. Disney, entirely Disney season. And it felt that way. It's also interesting to look at its production history and realize that it could have been something really interesting and it would Mm -hmm. have been really different too. It almost was Power Rangers Hexagon. And Hexagon's kind of taken on a little bit of a mythic status mm-hmm. <laughs> in See, the Ranger fandom you know, as this thing that could have been, and they would have brought Tommy back and he would have been the head of this secret organization and the Thunder Rangers would have been working for him and just all kinds of interesting things. You know, I the way I think about these seasons is would I be willing to go back and revisit, not maybe not necessarily seasons in their entirety, but certain episodes or a few episodes just as a, I don't know, like a, I'm sitting at home want some, and I need something to watch. And I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to put on a few episodes of, of Ninja Storm. Would I be willing to do that? Sure. I think I would. Like it would be, there would be a, there would be a handful of episodes I could pull in and watch and enjoy and laugh and, and just, you know, enjoy for what it is. And ultimately I'm just, I just can't fault it for that. Right. And if I'm being objective, which is what this list is supposed to be, I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't fault Ninja Storm for, for what it want for, for what it did. Right. Right. So Although, let's be honest. N- neither of us are ever returning to operation overdrive because we no. have to keep abusing that season while we can. <laughs> right. So, so to recap, so to recap, number eight was operation overdrive. Number seven was wild force. Number six, six for me was Ninja Storm. Six for you. Six for you is Ninja Storm. Six for me was Mystic Force. Five, five for, me, for me is Mystic Force. Five for me was Ninja Storm. So we're now, we're at number four. We're at number four. And as weird as this sounds, I know with the Saban era, because we had a couple more things to talk about there. Mm-hmm. We had 10 things to rank there instead of eight. It wasn't until the top three where we were really contesting what we how we wanted to rank things. Weirdly enough, f- the top four is where we struggled with this. Yeah, because let me just, and to give a little bit of background and context, Nate Nate and I really warfared with this top four. Like we did. Yeah. We Particularly re- the number three and four spots. The number, the number there, three and the four spots. One and two were a little contested, but three and four were really contested. Right. So... I, um, let me, let me say this for the number three and four spots. They can be interchanged. This particular season, just because we put it at number four, it could have easily eked its way into the top three. I want to preface that just uh, as a little, as a little hint, number four, definitely, it definitely wanted to claw its way into the top three. Yeah. Claw. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely yeah. wanted to claw its yeah, way yeah. into the top three. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it was so, there might have been an order to do so. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it could. This season could have easily taken the whole pie, schwa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how long are we gonna pun this? Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so I number could go on for days. But number no. four, number four is Power Rangers Jungle Jungle Fury. Fury, and it's number four for both of us. But it was by a pretty slim margin. Yeah, I mean, it's man, because 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 three and four. We could have, and that does, and honestly, the reason we, we put this at number four, but that doesn't make Jungle Fury a bad season. No, There's, it does by no means. And this is why I think it's going to be interesting because one of, I think we hinted at this in our RPM episode. What we're planning on doing is as kind of our season wrap up once we've gone through all the available Power Rangers. We want to do another ranking episode for everything, but instead of doing it numerically, we're going to do it as tier lists. Because good Lord, don't ask us to start arguing again. What's better time force or in space, especially after we get to the, you know, the top of the list on this, on with this one. It's like, just please don't ask us to do that. <laughs> okay. It was hard enough the first time. <laughs> so, you know, we're just going to put it in different, put it in tier lists or it's like, we don't have to argue which one's higher than the other necessarily on the same level. Mm-hmm. So, which will just make some things, I think, a little bit easier. But Jungle Fury, Jungle Fury was one of the surprises. Not a, It wasn't as big a surprise for me as another season that's coming up will be. But because I went into it hearing that it was another sleeper season, that it was underrated and underappreciated because it is really good. It's just people don't talk about it because it's sandwiched between an incredibly awful season and an incredibly good one. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And see, if you, if you go back and listen to the jungle fury episode, you will hear us gush over jungle fury. You, right. You, and you rightfully will... so. Yeah. Yeah. For the, you know, for the characters, for the action, for the tokusatsu, the storytelling, the thematics, the, the thematics and what holds it back. I think this is what we ultimately had to come down on. It's like, what is, what could potentially keep this from breaking top three? Mm -hmm. And ultimately it was the fact that it took a bit of a dip in the kind of third quarter. Thanks to the writer's strike. Yeah. And I think, cause it, it really is. And not even, and not even that that dip it took was so incredibly bad because it wasn't, it was just this, it was just the fact that we felt like that, that that third quarter portion was just spinning its wheels. Yeah, spinning its wheels a bit. Dom was not given the the I'm trying to think of the word. He was not given nearly the punch that he deserved mm-hmm. as the you know sixth ranger, so to speak. And I felt like the finale was a little anticlimactic when the buildup to it was so huge. Yeah. And the penultimate episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Probably my favorite episode in jungle fury. There hasn't been that much story significance and emotion riding in a, you know, ranger fight against the main villain since countdown to destruction. I think what held back, I think what held back Jungle Fury for me outside of that, that slight dip it took in the third quarter um, was 
the penultimate episode was better than the finale itself. The penultimate right. episode should have been the finale. It the fin- felt like it should have been. It should have been. Yeah. I just felt like the finale, although it wasn't a bad, as far as finales we've seen go, it was actually a solid finale. It just, it just wasn't, it just didn't feel as, um, I don't know, as epic, I guess. Yeah. As- well, it just, it just felt, it just kind of, like I said, when we were doing, it, it's like, it ends with, Hadoken. That's it. Yeah. Eh. That's it? After Daishi just mops the floor with everybody and everybody tries to fight him and they all get their butts kicked and he destroys all the swords and just like all of this stuff. And then Hadoken. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That was awesome. But, you know, RJ is great. Fran is great. Flit was surprisingly good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that stupid little fly. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> It was a surprise. It was a genuine surprise. All the martial arts, movie tropes and aesthetics. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, and we, it was a genuine we, surprise. We legitimately had a lot of fun on that episode. I think. Yeah, like, we did for sure. Yeah, yeah, we did for sure. But it just, mm, that little dip is what kept it kept. And you'll notice like, if I, I'm pretty sure I know what our three and four are going to be it, the three and four. Like it was little things. Yeah. It, to give a, a bit of a hint, if you remember, you know, if you're keeping track at home, playing at home, pile of little things that held these, you know, three and four spots back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For uh, sure so because number three. So, okay. So number three is, I think we share this one as well. Number yeah. three is Power the Rangers. One season that could have been propped up by nostalgia. The you see, okay, so I'm gonna say it for okay. So, Power Rangers Dino Thunder is number three for yeah, us, number, yeah. Number now, three for me as well. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, number three for me, number three, for, I said for us because I, I think we have yeah. we share the same one, we do. Um, so before we give our just kind of thoughts on Dino Thunder, we actually wanted to play a clip from our friend Kaiju Kim, who was on that episode with us. And apparently uh, due to time constraints or just us being a little bit over exuberant with our conversation, we actually forgot to give our final thoughts. Yeah, we uh, did. We didn't do Morphin Time. <laughs> what is wrong didn't... with us? Okay, so let's make up for it now. All right, here we go. Okay. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to do a proper final thoughts <laughs> on Dino Thunder because we didn't do that. Yeah, and our friend Kim was kind enough to send us a clip of her final thoughts, and we're going to go ahead and play that for you now. All right, here we go. Power Rangers Dino Thunder is my favorite season because it kind of feels like an upgraded version of Mighty Morphin. You got the dinosaur-themed suits and zords and the teenage protagonist, only this time you have a former ranger as the mentor, and the characters have a little more flavor to them as opposed to the original series where the characters were all, goody, goody, let's start a cleanup club that no one else joins, and (laughs) there's not much else to them. I enjoy the characters in Dino Thunder because they all have their own distinct personalities, and they all grow and develop in some way, except for Zeltrax, who never stopped trying to get his revenge. There's a lot of new stuff to enjoy in this season, but it also does a really good job of paying homage to its origins. And I always love when a movie or TV show does that. So those are my final thoughts on Dino Thunder. Uh, did you take your shot for revenge? 
<laughs> Revenge. Um, thank you, Kim, for that, and thank you for for coming on that episode and being such a good sport with us. We uh, we recorded that episode super late in the evening, and she was right. such a and she was about to get married, and yeah, so it's just it just didn't work out, so. Yeah, so we wanted just, to make sure we made up for that because you know that is a trademark of our show, and we kind of screwed that up. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But anyway, back to back to uh, Dino Thunder. Like you said, it could have easily been propped up by just by nostalgia alone. The, but the, the might of Tommy Oliver, <laughs> right? Uh, but the more we watched Dino Thunder, the more we realized that these characters are really solid. They are, and thankfully, I mean, it's, depending on how you want to look at it, it's a strength and a weakness, or a weakness, but there was that middle portion where Tommy did get sidelined. Yeah, but that middle portion was a little bit stronger than the middle portion of uh, of uh, Jungle Fury. Jungle Fury, yeah, because no writer strike, but the other characters were so strong that they were able to carry it, even though Tommy's sidelined. He's stuck in ranger mode, yeah. which is an interesting concept. I'm surprised they haven't played with that more often. Yeah, but yeah, but that's how good the characters are. They were not in Tommy's shadow because it could have easily just been the Tommy, the Tommy Oliver, Oliver show. show. Yeah. yeah, which I know that's a big complaint with Ranger fandom now, especially with earlier seasons that involve Tommy. Like it just became after season one when it when when Tommy took over as the leadership role for season two and onward, like that is a major complaint with people about those seasons. And that's why I think a lot of Ranger fans have Tommy fatigue now because, you know, Tommy was propped up as like the be all end all Ranger for so long that, and he's been, and uh, uh, Mr. Frank, uh, Jason JDF has been um, such a prominent figure within, within Power Rangers for so many years that I think people just were starting to get Tommy fatigue. But honestly, I don't think I, I don't think that Dino Thunder really leaned on him as much as people thinks as people think, or even as much as I thought it would going into it. Right, right. Which I think was a good idea. There were points I wish they did lean into it a little bit more. At which I that was some of my pile of small things. Mm-hmm. Like I wish that, and it you know. It, Joey Sorless, if you're listening to this, you did your own your little Dino Thunder kind of flash forward episode for the audio drama. If you go to series, please have a scene where Trent and Tommy have a little heart to heart because I wanted that so much in this show. I wanted Tommy to take Trent aside and said, oh, you were an evil ranger for a while. Let me tell you about a crazy space witch. <laughs> yeah you know and, um, and give him a little chance like that wasn't you and you can come back from this i had friends who forgave me your friends will forgive you mm-hmm. you know that so i wanted that but we didn't get that you know and, so there was a little bit of missed potential i think there but then that's made up for the fact that mezagog top tier power ranger villain Oh God, that suit is so expressive. It's incredibly creepy. And Mezagog as just a villain in general, on paper, pretty, you know, on paper, it really probably shouldn't work, but 
Mezagog ended up being a really stellar character through that. Yeah, yeah. The the Jekyll and Hyde dynamic, his very speaking cadence. (laughs) Um, you know, there's there's just so much to like about uh, about Dino Thunder, not and and out just and not just because it feels like the spiritual successor to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It does feel like that, but that it's more than that. Like it, like we said, it has solid characters. Our Rangers are really solid. And mm-hmm. there are some fun moments within that series as well. Like, Oh my gosh, lost in translation. Lost in translation is such a fun <laughs> episode. Oh my God. I, I, I'll repeat this here. I, I think I said this on the episode, but I'll repeat it here. I was having a conversation with our co-host in common, um, <laughs> Travis. And I, and after watching that episode of Dino Thunder for the first time, I said, Hey, you know this episode called Lost in Translation tra- Lost in Translation with Dino Thunder? He said, Yeah. He said, Is that how I sound when I'm talking about my at the time I just wasn't a big fan of Super Sentai? And I said, Is this how I sound when I talk about franchises I don't particularly like or understand? He said, Yep, that's that's exactly how you sound. <laughs> uh, which is fair. It is fair. I, I can be a little gatekeepery every now and then. Oh, Lord Gatekeeper. <laughs> uh, I think we all can. Uh, to be fair, yeah. I think we all can be that way. Especially, I, mean, I don't think anyone's going to mind us a, a gatekeeping Operation Overdrive. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, like, I, like, I, like I said, I, I'm sure there's that one crazy fan that likes it. And and uh, like Chris said, when we recorded Operation, or not Operation, when we recorded I, um, RPM, if you are that one fan, please tell us. Like sincerely, please tell us why. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that that one fan responds, and all he writes is Norg. <laughs> 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 but you know, but Dino, but Dino Thunder is a fantastic season with fantastic visuals. You and I were talking about this the other night. Like, you know, Toei and and Sentai and Power Rangers have never made a what i would call a bad dinosaur themed series right um all the dinosaur themed series that they've made so far has been at least well there's one we haven't seen yet true it's true but i have high hopes but it has for a it. good reputation i i have high hopes for it because it does have a good reputation um but i really enjoyed dino thunder just because of the characters the visuals it was just a lot of fun you know you know yep. Yeah, try uh not try but stegosaurus yeah, triassic surf- mode well yeah no stegosaurus no, I win mode <laughs> no no stegosaurus surfboard megazord there oh we go. yeah yeah and uh, we finally got to see american green ranger footage that was hard taco <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> finally they got rid of that stupid foam shield. <laughs> <laughs> You mean the, the shield that looks like they did? They made it out of the uh, the silver ductwork that's inside of uh, 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 business offices. Yeah, that. yeah. It was just she whiz guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, any more thoughts on Dino Thunder before uh, we move on? Doesn't quite reach top tier, but man, it comes pretty close. It does. I will say that. But we're operating under the you know A tier, S tier. Yes. You know so. You know, if this was like a school ranking, you know, S tier would be A plus. Yeah, Dino Thunder gets like an AA minus. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Because, okay. you know, there's some little things that hold it back a little bit. But speaking of S tier, 
<laughs> this is the S tier portion of the list. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're playing at home, ironically, both of these seasons are initials. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that funny when I told them it's like our top two are initials. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy, this is this was this It was is, hard. This is tough too. And it was it was tough. I don't think it was as tough as picking between in space and time force but i don't know man i ha i i struggle i struggled with this one even up to even up through today i struggled with this one I, I okay do. then well there is there's no more deliberation you must make a decision what <laughs> is your number 2 my number 2 Power Rangers series for the Disney era is Power Rangers RPM. I'm not surprised. Power Rangers RPM is my number two. Uh, and that's not a saying- question. Do we want to just give our number one and number two and then talk about why we yeah, because there's, I, I think they're so closely together. I think they're so close together that I think we're going to have to talk about them. We're right. going to have to talk. Right. So, so Nathan, what was your number two? Like I don't my know number right. two for the Disney era of the Power Rangers franchise, which is yet again, which, like I said, just three little letters. SPD. Okay, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Uh, and- it was hard though. So if anyone was hard, because I'm going to pre- I'm going to preface this by saying. I mean, we've already given it away. My number one's RPM. Your number one's SPD. Yeah, it's it's it, and I think and I, I think honestly, these two came down to just personal preference. I think so. But I will say I want to say this right up front. SPD is the biggest surprise I have had for this entire podcast. Interesting. I went into it with with some people saying, actually, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I bought the DVDs on recommendation from our friends, Jack and JR. JR was on the episode with us Mm -hmm. for SPD. Yeah. I it's SPD was a season that I didn't hear people for some odd reason. I didn't hear people talk about a lot, but the ones who did spoke very highly of it. I wasn't sure what to expect because I'm like, their boss is literally an alien dog man. <laughs> How do I take alien dog man seriously? And then Kruger walked right up to me, smacked me in the back of the head and said, you will take me seriously and you will love me. <laughs> okay. So, so, so do you, do you want to know the reason why SPD is my number one? Why is it your number one? Good, sir. Why is SPD my number one is because when, because of thematics, I picked SPD over RPM because of the thematics, because of the thematic discussion we had about SPD. That's not saying that the thematic discussion we had about RPM is not good too. I just really resonated with the thematic discussion that we had about SPD. And 
And let me just say this. Kruger should not should be an incredibly campy, silly, ridiculous character, but you know what? Damn it, he worked. And that's and that impressed yeah. that that yeah. impressed the hell out of me. Honestly. Yeah, uh, I would say yeah, SPD's the biggest surprise. And in large part, it's because of Kruger. Kruger really surprised me because honestly, if I didn't like Kruger, the whole show would have fell apart. It would have been you know, middle of the road, probably. I think but Kruger worked so incredibly well. I, I mean, even with that, that suit, that suit wasn't the most impressive at the beginning. It got better as it went with the lip sync and everything. Mm -hmm. They figured out how to use the puppet head better, you know, a little bit better as they went, but just the writing was on par the you know Kruger just worked even when he somehow stuffs that big dog snout into a helmet I don't know how he does it the magic of Ra Ranger helmets and, and he has some of the best the biggest BA moments in the entire franchise so far I, I loved every second he was on screen he was an excellent mentor he was a great sixth Ranger it just everything just worked. And then you get to the rest of the characters. Sky and Jack have an amazing dynamic. Sky has an incredible arc in this show. Mm -hmm. Remember how I said that Nick starts off kind of unlikable and doesn't necessarily change enough as we go because he's over overdone. Sky is how you do it right. Yeah. Sky is a jerk, to put it politely, mm -hmm. at the beginning of this show. But by the end, He's not, and he earns his promotion. He finally gets to be Red Ranger. The episode where he gets to fight the alien who killed his father is so incredibly satisfying. Yeah. See, 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 and I have to admit that the finale for, op for um, why do I keep saying Operation Overdrive? <laughs> it's, it's like, I must keep beating it. <laughs> uh, the finale for... The finale for Operation Overdrive. Ugh. Anyway, um, so the finale for SPD, I I will agree and I will admit it has problems. It is the finale for SPD is not as good as RPM, and I and I kind of I was like I think maybe what holds back our I think what probably would have pushed uh, SPD to number two for me would have been the finale. But here's the reason why SPD is number one for me is because on paper, it had a lot of stuff that should not have worked just like, well, RPM shouldn't have worked for different reasons, but on paper, SPD shouldn't have worked. And it, I feel like SPD had a lot more, um, I guess, challenges to overcome, um, it and had it, a lot of budget constraints. It had a lot of budget constraints. Which you can see because they reuse props and costumes. Right. So so it had a lot of challenges and it still was able to to do what it was able to do even with those challenges. Right. Right. And uh, but like I said the characters the characters just like, "Oh my gosh. I, I like my toast buttery." I mean, I just <laughs> I mean, bridge. Come on, like, bridge. All, don't change, please. Don't change. Look, I'll, as much as I, as much as I like Flynn, I love Bridge. Uh, bridge is so good. Uh, what I will say this: as much as I just and I, uh, I love the Zords. I love the Zords in SPD. 
Mm-hmm. I wish the dang Megazord didn't have a sword because it was so cool that it was this tactical sword with a gun. Yeah. You know, but Megatron gun, man. Come yeah, on. the Megatron gun. And, you know, and the, the headquarters starts with a freaking giant robot. It's Metroplex and I love it. And I think just, I think uh, I'll, and, and I'll let you I'll, I will move on to RPM in just a second. But I oh, think yeah. also with SPD, I remember being, I guess, more glued to my seat for SPD than I was with RPM. OK, I will tell you right now, the two things because I, I want to say this SPD is top tier Rangers for me. Oh, yeah, for it sure. is top tier Rangers. No argument there. The, there's two things that for me hold it back from RPM. Why RPM edges out two things you've already talked. You've already talked about it. The fa- it's a good finale to a great show. Mm hmm. Yeah. But, so that's why I felt a little disappointed with, and I'm like, you're not quite there. And that's what was, it was, that was a little frustrating. Oh, by the way, the villains are great in this season too. I liked Grum and I liked creepy little girl. Didn't expect yeah. to like them either, but yeah. 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 Skeleton. Yeah. Uh, the and then the other thing that, <laughs> the big deficits, <laughs> we had to get one more in there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that holds it back is the, the dang crossover was so yeah there are worse crossovers yeah but considering how much i love the dino thunder team and how Mm. much i love the spd theme when that finale when that finale when that crossover came i was hyped yeah and then we get a two-part finale that has that one episode has one set of problems but not others and then the second episode doesn't have the same problems as the first one, but then finds a new set of problems. And I'm just like, what the heck is going on? It's not to say that there aren't great moments in that crossover. There are. I love the no one gets inside the circle scene. Mm-hmm. I love that. But then, like, the whole plot hole of why are they erasing their memories when they go back, when the SPD team goes back to the future? I don't understand that, like, Kruger's actually, like, neuralizing himself. Like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> At least it sort of made sense with the Dino Thunder Rangers because you don't want to mess with the timeline. Right. But here, that's when Rant Master, it prompted the creation of Rant Master. I'm just, well, Turbo did that, but you know, this was when the soundbite came into existence. It's just so that, so the, the crossover was frustrating for me and the finale was a little bit frustrating. And that is what, holds spd back just enough to let rpm edge out so do we want to just move on and talk about rpm now because rpm is obviously my number no rpm is is my number two spd is my number one so what makes we just recorded on rpm so it's still really fresh rpm was a surprise not as much as spd because i went we talked about it in the in the rpm episode i went into this knowing that it is loved in the ranger fandom that there was gobs of hype Mm -hmm. you had seen it before you didn't remember caring for it all that much so i was trying to temper my expectations but i knew on paper RPM sounds like it was made for me. 
So I'm like, I want to love this. I don't want to just like it. I want to love this. The So I was not surprised by its level of quality so much as I was surprised how far it was willing to go. When we said RPM is the show that says no Fs are given, we are not kidding. Because <laughs> it went places that I have never seen a Ranger season go. I don't think a future Ranger season is going to go. And it's the one season, well, not one, there's a couple of them. It's one of the seasons I feel like if they could have just taken one more of those little chains off of it, you know, one little thing to like hold it back from just like, you know, going from kid show to family show where it could just do more, just a little bit more. It would have been, as far as I care, untouchable. Mm -hmm. As it stands, it's almost untouchable. And then there was the, the behind-the-scenes drama that was going on that mucked it up a little bit, but it still came out great. It's just, for me, no pun intended, RPM was just firing on all cylinders very consistently throughout the whole thing. I love the characters. I love the world. I loved its attitude. I even love the fact that it decided to be completely different from the Sentai and it still works. It looked at turbo and I'm like, and it's like, how do we do an incredibly serious take on an incredibly silly Sentai? Well, here's how you do it. <laughs> I think know? that, I think that, I think though that RP as a, in, in contrast to SPD, I think RPM had a lower bar to cross in my opinion. Um, does that make sense? I, right. I just I think the concept, the concept, the characters, like the, the the whole world building was a little bit of a lower bar to cross over than SPD. SPD on paper should not have worked, and it did, and it did. Um, RPM is an incredible season. It's an incredible season with a with a really solid finale that leaves us with a cliffhanger. Right, um, and it, a finale that went places because we're like, good grief, this is intense. <laughs> I mean, but just for me personally, I just didn't, I just didn't, it just didn't resonate as much. At least the thematics, the thematic discussion didn't necessarily resonate as much with me with RPM as, as opposed to SPD. It really is, it really is the thematic discussion with SP. The more I was ruminating and thinking on both seasons, I think it really was that discussion on leadership. Um, that really helped edge out SPD for me. I think. SPD has a little bit more of a singular focus with its thematics. RPM, we had to go with a theme that was relatively broad because it touches on a lot of stuff. It does. And I but think that's why it, we went with adaptability because that encompasses things like redemption, faith, hope, finding your way. You know, all of these things that we had talked about discussing Mm -hmm. Made to put under there, whereas SPD, like I said, was a little bit more singularly focused. Yeah, which which yeah. I I don't think necessarily makes it bad because it's talking about a lot of stuff, right? All it, you know within that, mm -hmm. and we've had other thematic discussions where we had to come up with a broader one to touch on all of the I guess you could say sub themes within, and RPM was one of those seasons. And out of the two. 
out of the two seasons, either RPM or SPD, I would really to be either redone, readapted, or even um, followed up on with a part two. I think I would have. I think I would have rather seen a follow up to SPD than RPM. Um, well, and we did. We did get some follow ups to SPD. Looking at you. Operation Overdrive. Uh, yeah. Like, and well, one of the only good things that came out of it is we found out more people got promoted. Right. And th- and there's and a little bit of that's in some of the comic books, too. Yeah, there's but... some of that in the comics. And uh, we technically are going to get a follow-up, we just haven't seen it yet, to RPM because mm-hmm. they pay off, take some, like, 10 years, but they pay off and the, you know, you know, the, uh, the uh, Vengex cliffhanger. And you know my, I would say my ranking, at least to me, is is pretty locked in. It's 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 I I wore I went back and forth even when we were because at the time of this recording the ranking we actually recorded our RPM episode earlier today with our friend Chris right and uh so it's RPM is really fresh it's mm-hmm. really really fresh and I and had, for Chris it's number one no question <laughs> exactly Chris probably is yelling at the at, at his phone right now saying what the heck are you talking about Michael yeah I was uh, gonna say he's yelling at you not me <laughs> right he's he's like how dare you well Chris all I can say to you man is just sit there eat some Canadian bacon and hush um <laughs> I don't. You are not going to let that go, are you? I, I look. I I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. Chris is a big boy. He can take the joke. Yeah, he's it's a fine. big boy. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Big boy. He's fine. Yeah. Like that's a little bit of a joke now. I guess. Yeah, it, it a little bit, a little bit. But you know, we love our inside jokes here on the Power Trip. Yeah. So yeah, I. It was hard though. I there was a point where I was serious. I think up until I was telling you it was. I was telling you this, like all the way up to the finale for uh, RPM. Yeah. I wasn't entirely sure yeah. where I wanted to put RPM in relation to SPD. SPD st- up until the finale had the opportunity to keep its number one spot. I like, mm. I need to see how RPM does in the end. If yeah. it sticks the landing and it sticks it really well, it's going to edge out. And I, we watched the finale together. Mm-hmm. I, we were texting each other. I called you up as soon as, as soon as it was done. I think you're, I think when you, uh, when you answered the phone, you said, so what'd you think? And I said, it edged out. <laughs> yeah. I figured, <laughs> like, I, I, I like honestly, I honestly, Not by figured, much, but it won. <laughs> I honestly figured it would. Now I will say this as, as kind of my closing thoughts on, as on, uh, on RPM, on RPM. I watched RPM originally the first for the first time like two years ago before the Power Purge happened from Netflix, and I watched it be under recommendation from our mutual friend Jack at their Drift Space. Right, because they love it. They love, yeah, they love RPM, and and rightfully so. And I think I think I I think I binged through it a little bit too quickly, and that's what kind of hurt it for me. Because initially, I remember because I told you going into it, I was like. I don't remember liking this as much as what people say. Right. But, right. you know, rewatching it and, and actually being able to digest it, I was, 
I really like RPM. Don't don't let my ranking fool you. I really do like RPM. I just like the thematics more than NSP. Right, right. And remember how I said Ninja Storm did something that got perfected by a later season? That's RPM. The fourth wall humor, mm-hmm. it works. It does. It, it works incredibly well. It works better in RPM than it does in Ninja Storm. Oh, now, it's a different flavor in mm-hmm. Ninja Storm for it's sure because it's a much lighter like- season. But this one is almost like... It's, it's, it's poking fun at itself, but not in a mean spirited way. It's more like, I am very aware of the tropes, but I'm going to go with it because I know you like it, but I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be more grown up, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be grown up and know what the tropes are. It's not it's like spandex. it's not spandex. Yeah. Well, it, it's not like it's not like Ninja Storm where it was fourth wall, fourth wall humor, nudge, you know, kind of like nudge, nudge, wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Yeah, we know this is silly, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. It's more mature in it's more mature that yeah. way. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's I, I really enjoyed RPM. RPM is top tier Rangers. So is SPD. And and honestly, yeah. The, Dis- the Disney era just has been a little bit of a surprise. Like I will, I think I said at the top of the show that the Disney era has ebbed and flowed. Like its highs have been really high and its lows have been really low. Right. And it's not necessarily had that consistency that the original Saban era did, but the Disney era is a perfectly, um, I don't want to say acceptable, but, a, a perfect, a good representation of Power Rangers. I think, I think, right. I think, uh, um, um, you know, Ninja Storm, Jungle Fury, Dino Thunder, SPD, RPM. Those are really good representations of what the, for the Power Rangers. Like I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly glad that these things exist. Operation Overdrive, right. not so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just, how, do we want to keep beating up Operation just, Overdrive? Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, just, I'm just doing, uh, I'm just, I'm just, getting my i'm just getting my cheap shots in while i can yeah because um, yeah, megaforce is coming and that's <laughs> so anyway just to yeah, re- but, just, uh, but i just do have one quick question for sure. you before we move on sure so we agree spd rpm top tier rangers mm-hmm. out of curiosity as of now yeah what else is top tier for you <sighs> god that's tough um i mean because i could tell you what it is for me right now Okay, so top tier, we'll say, I'm going to limit myself here. I'm going to say top five seasons of, no, yeah, top, I'm going to limit myself to top five because that makes me be, that'll make, that'll force me to be a little bit more stringent. Um, SPD, RPM, In Space, Time Force. And then that number five spot is tough because it's there's a lot of good contenders for that kind of messy. Right. Because I only I have messy middle. I um, have four that I would call S tier, like A plus. Well, this is I this have is, four. This is like this is like lower. This is like lower S tier. This is like the very first season of the S tier category, and then it just kind of goes progressively up. So, uh, I'm gonna say. Operation Overdrive coming. Come on. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah. New York. <laughs> Tur- turbo. Turbo. All the way. Uh, um, I don't know, man. That's tough. Uh, you know what? Zio, because it's got a good mix okay. of just about anything. 
that you okay. wanted in there? Yeah, uh, for me right now, you've already mentioned them, but yeah, it's SPD, RPM, in space, and time force. Yeah, I think I would say the one that probably comes closest to getting in there out of the past seasons might be Lost Galaxy. Yeah, Lost Galaxy is really solid. Lost Galaxy dude. really wants to get there. Yeah, I think I think I, think, I said that in our previous ranking episode. Like, it really wants to be you know yeah, top it, two but it doesn't quite get there it doesn't it's finale is excellent like the oh the my fin- gosh the finale is just it might have arguably the best ranger finale mm-hmm. as much as i love countdown to destruction yeah. <laughs> i know that we're running a little bit long so i i have one one thing okay so i want to recap my number my ranking is number eight operation overdrive number seven wild force Number six is Mystic Force. Number five is Ninja Storm. Number four is Jungle Fury. Number three is Dino Thunder. Number two is RPM. And number one of the Disney era for me is SPD. Uh, For you, it was... Operation Overdrive. Number seven, Wild Force. Number six, Ninja Storm. Number five, Mystic Force. Number four, Jungle Fury. Number three, Dino Thunder. Number two, SPD. Number one, RPM. And Reversioned exists. Well, that I'm glad you said that because, <laughs> because we talked about this before we recorded this episode. If we had to, if, if gun, like, you know, I don't know, SPD gun to our head. Um... <laughs> We had to say, I can't it leave a dent in the camera like Decker Ranger, I mean. right? My God. Um, so, so if we had to, and we had to include reversioned in this ranking, where would you put it? Probably between Operation Overdrive and Wild Force. Okay, because I mean it. Everything's better than Operation Overdrive. I even gave leeway to Turbo. That's I, I, how bad it is, okay? I, I think I would put reversion between Wild Force and Mystic Force because it gets it gets points for just being Mighty Morphin. Uh, yeah, that's and, the, it gets points for being Mighty Morphin for me, but the gimmick is... Yeah. It, it, it can't figure out how much it wants to use it. It either overuses it or underuses it. Right. There's hardly any middle ground. And even when they do find an equilibrium with it for a little while in some episodes, it kind of, it undermines the drama of the episodes. Like what, like with green with evil mm-hmm. it undermines green with evil at points. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, listeners with attitude. That is our ranking of Power Rangers, the Disney era. Uh, do you just make sure when you listen to this episode, message us, send us some, send us a, a send, send us, us your a, list, send us your list. Yeah. If you're in our Power Rangers legacy Facebook group, post your rankings there. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, tweet at us with your ranking. If you agree with our ranking, let us know. If you disagree with our ranking and hate yep. this show forever, please let yep. us know that too. If you want to be a little troubling, make Operation Overdrive number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I dare you. I dare you. Do it. This, do it. This was an inc- this was a, an incredibly surprising era of Power Rangers, and I've had such a good time with it so far. Uh, but Nathan, we are getting yep. ready to move into a brand new era. Of yep, the show. Uh, and uh, it's good. I think we're going to call it Neo Saban and beyond because, you know, that's how we're going to connect it with the article series yeah. that you're doing. 
Yeah. So Neo so, Saban and beyond. And the very first episode of the Neo Saban and beyond episode is we're going to be talking about Power Rangers Samurai and Power Rangers Super Samurai. We're doing both together. Because they may as well just be the same show. Mine is they well. are the same show. Yeah. Yeah. So Neo Saban wanted to be weird and do two seasons. And you will notice a trend with the Neo Saban era in terms uh, in in the form of us having a lot of guests. So, oh yeah, we're gonna have a lot of guests in, in Neo Saban, which is great oh, because actually, I, just, I think we have a guest in every Neo Saban season. Uh, I think so because yeah, we have one for we have one for Samurai. We have we're still waiting. We have one for Megaforce. We have one for Dino Charge. We well, have we're one still for waiting. The 2017 we're, movie. We're still waiting. We're still waiting for. We're still waiting for that confirmation on on Dino Charge. Still waiting on that confirmation. Okay, but still, we have one. We have a potential guest. I don't know about Ninja Steel. Do we have one for Ninja Steel? That we do not have one for Ninja Steel, sir. So there you go. That might be the one that we don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we're going to be sharing this era of Power Rangers. We're going to continue to share it with our friends and we're actually going to be having, we're actually going to be, you know, paying off a favor that we promised our friends at the Zeo to Hero podcast. Right. Uh, they're going to be coming on and talking with us about Power Rangers Super Samurai and Power Rangers Samurai. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how that episode's going to go. <laughs> I anticipate lots of chaos and shenanigans. More so than usual. More so than usual. But, you know, if the listeners with attitude... How many is, yes quites can we get out of them? I don't, do know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we need to have a ticker. We have to, like, kind of like, a, kinda like a, the, 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 uh, the ticker that, the, that was counting down all of the, the, the foot soldiers that... Uh, that um, Kruger takes out? Yeah. Kruger takes out, yeah. We need to have it's a like, ticker. I will that, fight all 100 of you. Yeah, uh, that's all you have. I come with my, I come with 100 of my most powerful warriors. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to have, we may need to have a ticker on how many yes quites we can do for that episode because, but I'm, I'm really anticipating us having a good time with those guys. Right. Um, and I'm right. anticipating. And in us the meantime, you'll get to hear our interview with Jackie Marchand. So yes. We got a lot of cool stuff coming for you. We're going to be very busy. Yes. And, I have to ask you, Nathan, before we get out of here, how does it feel to be so close to be to, to the end of season one of this podcast? It's a little surreal. I mean, we're kind of what, you know, two thirds of the way through. Yeah. Something like that. We're, we're within, I'd say seven episodes, right? Yes. Yes. No, maybe so. 10. 10. Yeah, if episodes. you count the, if you count the, the extra episodes. Yeah, sure. I'm talking yeah. about the mainline episodes. So we're, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I still think it'd be, it's about 10. Yeah. I think about 20. I think we're, we're, we're supposed to get up to 27 and we just did 18. So. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. We're, uh, we're getting close, we're getting close. It's going to, it's been a lot of fun so far. So yeah, yeah. with that, we, well, don't worry. We do have more plans. I mean, we know the 30th is coming. Oh, yeah. we we should also mention we do have we do have plans for Power Ranger Day this year. We do, yes. Uh, we're still finalizing those plans. We will make the announcement uh, soon on the socials. On this, well, by the time actually by the time this comes out, the Power Ranger Day will already happened. Oh, that's true. Hopefully, so. you enjoyed Power Ranger Day. Hopefully, us. yeah. Hopefully, you enjoyed Power Ranger Day uh, <laughs> because 
If not, I'm sorry. Um, whatever sorry. happened that you didn't I, like I, about I, it, I'm sorry. I, I love fighting games, but good lord, Battle for the Grid is nuts, okay? Uh, well, we we not decided if it's going to be that or I if know. it's going to be a live stream discussion about something I know. So, about I'm just making topical. jokes at this point. All right, listeners with attitude, that closes the book on the Disney era. So with that, we have to say, may you always ranger up. May you love yourself more than Operation Overdrive loves its rangers because I have to punch down on that show one more time. Actually, it won't be just one more time. There will be more to come, I'm sure, until Megaforce. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> and may the power protect you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marchant. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at thepowertrippod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore R underscore illustrations. Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Saban Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.